Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Old Time Radio Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in again. Today's classic episode is from the popular radio comedy, The Great Gildersleeve Comedy Show. The Great Gildersleeve is a radio situation comedy, broadcast from 1941 to 1957. The series was built around the character Throckmorton Gildersleeve, a regular element of the radio situation comedy, Fibber McGee and Molly. This classic episode is titled, The Burglar and first aired in 1949. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by BoomerFlix.com. At BoomerFlix.com, you can watch hundreds of the old classic television shows and movies, rarely seen on TV today. If you're a classic TV and movie fan, then BoomerFlix.com is just for you. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the radio program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Now enjoy this episode of The Great Gildersleeve titled, The Burglar. The Kraft Foods Company presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. see what's doing in Summerfield. Recently, the great Gildersleeve has had only two interests in life. One is Mrs. Ellen Knickerbocker, his neighbor's wealthy sister from Baltimore. The other is his amateur detective hobby. This evening, we find him pursuing both. Uh, uh, bye, George Ellen. It's a beautiful night. Oh, it's awfully dark, Rockmorton. Why are we stopping here? Well, I wanted to show you the old haunted house I investigated last week. My first big case. Oh? Yeah. Look, you can see it silhouetted against the sky. Oh, spooky, isn't it? Spooky? Well, not to a student of the Eagle Eye Detective Institute. <laughs> the chief of police and I are keeping an eye on it. Well, then why bring me up here? Why didn't you come up with the chief of police? Well, he's not as pretty as you are. <laughs> Throckmorton, we'd better drive back to town. I don't like it out here. Oh? Well, if you're frightened, Ellen, you can sit closer to me. Oh, I'm not really frightened. Shucks. Boom! Oh, dear! Darn it, she jumped the wrong way. Now, Throckmorton... <laughs> I thought you weren't frightened. Well, this is a lonely spot, and I am wearing a rather expensive diamond necklace. Let's go home. Oh, well, all right, Ellen. Anything you say. Well, what do you know? We ran out of gas. Uh-huh. Morton, didn't I see you turn off the switch? You did? Thought it was darker. Ellen. Yes? Ellen. Now, Throckmorton... How about a little kiss? No. Come on, you're not supposed to resist an officer of the law. And a detective's an officer. <laughs> now, don't be silly. You call wanting to kiss you silly? Well, I call it silly to park up here and pretend you're out of gas and to pretend you're a detective. Pretend? Ellen, I've almost completed the course. I've solved every test case they've given me without even looking up the answers in the back of the book. Throckmorton, why waste your time on things like that? Well? You know, sometimes you act like a schoolboy. Schoolboy? Okay, if I'm a schoolboy, it's too late for me to be out. I guess we'd better go home. Not Throckmorton. No, no, we'll go home. If you don't like my hobby, I guess you don't like me. Oh, I do, but to be really fond of a man, I have to be proud of him. Oh? And 
I'd like to be proud of you. Hmm. <laughs> Ellen, I'll throw away my detective kit tomorrow. Good. Now, how about that kiss tonight? Oh, Strockmorton. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning, infants. Hi, Unc. Good morning, Unky. Did you and Mrs. Knickerbocker have a nice time last night? Hmm? Mrs. Knickerbocker and I had a very pleasant evening. Thank you, Marjorie. <laughs> Leroy. <laughs> Careful, young man, or I won't give you my detective kit. Your detective kit? You mean it, Unc? Yes, my boy. It's all yours. Gosh, thanks, Unc. Did you flunk the course? Yeah. No, I did not flunk the course. Last night, I just decided I had no further use for it. I'm not a schoolboy. You'll find the whole outfit in the box up on my dresser. Thank goodness. Oh, boy, I can't wait to go handcuff Craig Bullard to a tree. Leroy. <laughs> well, it would keep that little Craig out of mischief. Not a bad idea. Is all the stuff there? The mustache and the wig and the spirit gum? Well, I think I used all the spirit gum sticking on disguises. That's okay. Craig and I can use bubble gum. Bubble gum? <laughs> Come on, Miss Gill, please. Uh, good morning, Bertie. Here's your coffee. Thank you, Bertie. Bang! 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 All right, Willie, drop that gun. <laughs> Leroy, not so noisy. Okay, so long, Unc. And thanks for the detective, kid. And don't slam the... Don't slam the door. <laughs> what a detective. <laughs> we got two detectives in the family now? Only one, Bertie. Uncle Mort's given up the idea. She has? Well, I sure am glad, Mr. Gillsleeve, because you never know when a detective's going to get it. What? Anytime you associate with crooks, you're liable to get it. Yeah, well, I'm not associating with any crooks, Bertie. I sure am glad to hear that, Mr. Gillsleeve, because you never know when a crook's going to get it, or a detective either. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about me, huh? Mr. Gillsleeve, <laughs> did you read about that detective in Detroit? No, Bertie. He got it. He's in the hospital with a 30-30 in his leg and a 50-50 chance. <laughs> yes, sir. You never know when a detective's going to get it. Yeah. And you never know when Bertie's going to hand it out. Hey, look! Guess what? Uh, what, Leroy? There's been a big robbery. Robbery? Well, you're the detective now, Leroy. Go catch the burglar. I mean it. There was a burglar at Bullard's last night. Well, what'd he take? Bullard's new stainless steel ash can? <laughs> Gosh, no, he stole Mrs. Knickerbocker's fur coat and diamond necklace. What? Really, Leroy? Yeah, last night. Oh, my goodness. Is Ellen all right? Sure, but boy, is she upset. She's on her way over here to talk to you, Uncle. To me? She is? I'll get it. Now, everybody be calm. Ralph Morton, I've been robbed. Yes, Leroy told me. Come on in, Ellen. Somebody broke in last night and took my diamond necklace and my best mink coat. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I'm terribly sorry to hear about it. So am I, Mrs. Knickerbocker. Oh, thank you, Marjorie. Throckmorton, Morton, what will I do? Brother Rumson's out of town. I don't know where to turn. Well... You know the local police. Will you, will you see that I get a good investigator? Ellen... If it's a good investigator you want, you don't have to go to the police. But Throckmorton... Yeah, I know you think my detective work is silly. But last week I solved the case three minutes before Mr. District Attorney did. Well, if you, you think you can do anything... Do anything? I certainly can. Leroy, hand me back my handcuffs. Oh, for corn's sake.
Carolyn, you knew I'd be back this afternoon. Why didn't you wait and let me handle this? But I was excited, Rumson. I had to call in someone. Well, you didn't have to lose your head completely and call Gildersleeve. Now, Rumson, I think you've been wrong about Throckmorton. He's, he's been very calm and level-headed about this. That's one of Gildersleeve's biggest problems. He's too level-headed. <laughs> Under that poodle dog pompadour, he's a flathead. <laughs> Rumson, you exaggerate. Not very much. Now, Rumson, Throckmorton's made quite a study of detective work. But, Ellen, I've engaged a private detective from Kansas City. He's coming in this afternoon. Oh? Now, can't you discourage Gildersleeve? He couldn't tell a burglar from a banker. Now, Rumson... Well... That must be Throckmorton. Now, I'll let him in. Come in, Throckmorton. Shh. Ellen, I saw a dark, ugly-looking man with a black suitcase sneak in your back door. Gildersleeve, that was me! <laughs> uh, hello, Mr. Bullard. Uh, welcome home. <laughs> oh, Rumson and I were just discussing the robbery, Throckmorton. Oh, you don't have to worry about a thing, Ellen. I figured out a foolproof plan to trap the burglar. Wonderful. Gildersleeve, do you really think you should neglect your work at the water department just to help us? Oh, glad to do it, Mr. Bullard. For Ellen. And you. <laughs> You're her brother. <laughs> now, chapter one of the manual says, quote, to detect... One must first deduct, unquote. So for two hours, I employed the simple process of deduction, and I came up with the answer. You did? You bet. The reason your furs and jewels were stolen is because they're valuable. <laughs> that took you two hours? Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Bullard. You may scoff if you like, but how did the burglar know they were valuable? Because last week, the society column described the furs and jewels Ellen wore at that country club party. Oh. Right, Throckmorton. Yes, indeed. That's the way Raffles and those other jewel thieves operate. They check the society columns. Chapter 4. Gildersleeve, you may be on the right track. <laughs> now, here's what I've done for it. I've had this news item printed in the afternoon paper. Listen. Distressed by the loss of refers and diamonds, the wealthy Mrs. Ella Knickerbocker is receiving an even more valuable collection this afternoon from her home in Baltimore. But Throckmorton, that isn't true. I know that. But the burglar doesn't. And he'll be back. Clever, eh, boy? Clever? Gildersleeve, don't you realize you're making decoys out of every one of us? Decoys? I'm not holding open house for criminals. Well, what are we supposed to do? Sit around and wait to be robbed again? Oh, don't worry, Mr. Bullard. I'll be right outside. I'll catch him before he ever gets in the house. Gildersleeve, all I can say is you'd better. <laughs> Guess I'd better. <laughs> Good night, Marjorie. Good night, Uncle. Be careful now. Don't worry, I will. Hey, Uncle, you going over to watch the Bullard's house now? Not so loud, Leroy. Can I go with you? No, Leroy. It's getting dark. You go climb in your safe little bed. I'll just walk to the middle of the street with you. Got a gun, Uncle? Of course, Leroy. You run along back now. Okay. Hey, Uncle. Yes, Leroy? What happens to us if he beats you to the draw? To you? Leroy, don't say that. Good luck, Unc. <laughs> Good night, my boy. What if he does beat me to the draw? Well, I better hide someplace where I'll see him first. I could wait for him in the Bullard Cyclone Cellar. It's stocked with dried apricots. And I was too excited to eat my dessert. 
Say, I could climb up there in little Craig's treehouse. Sure. I'll be able to watch both entrances that way. <laughs> Wonder if this ladder will hold me. Oh, brother, the higher I get, the more it shimmies. What are you doing up there on my ladder? Oh, hello, Craig. Well, I'm climbing up to your treehouse. What are you going to do? I'm going to catch the burglar. My father says you couldn't catch crows. I can, too. I had laryngitis. Never mind. You run along in the house now. I'm going on up. You're going to break my ladder. I'm going to take it down. Craig, you wouldn't do that. Craig, let go of that ladder. I'm going to pull it away. Now, Craigie. Craigie. Why, you little... (laughs) Just made it. Now, if I can just squeeze in this door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even get in the treehouse. That's what you think. Something's holding me. Gildersleeve, 
Trying to catch the burglar who robbed Mr. Bullard's attractive sister, he caught Mr. Bullard's private detective. Mr. Bullard didn't like this. In fact, he ordered our hero off the case and off the property. Uh, Bullard will regret this. I know that burglar's coming back. Gosh, Unc, sitting up here in your room isn't going to do any good. Well? Who's going to catch the crook if you don't? That private detective went back to Kansas City where he's safe. I would like to help Mrs. Knickerbocker, Leroy. Sure. Hey, couldn't you get back over the boards if you wore a disguise? Disguise? Leroy, that's silly. You could make up like Eddie the gardener. Eddie Gardner? Oh, oh, Eddie their gardener. Oh, yeah. Sure. He's fat, too. Leroy? Sure, I'll put on a big fuzzy mustache, an old shirt, and a pair of torn pants, and you'll just like him. Well, I've got the torn pants. Let's see if I can talk like Eddie. What's the matter with you, kids? Get out of the flowers and go tell your mama she's want you. That's great, Unc. What is Eddie, an Eskimo? (laughs) (laughs) Hand me the putty out of that makeup kit, Leroy. Oh, boy. Uh, George, great idea I had. I haven't used the dialect since I was in Kismet in the senior class play. Gosh, Unc, were you a senior? Twice, Leroy. (laughs) In high school and in college. Gee. Yeah. How's that for a putty nose, huh? Wait till I put it on. <laughs> you look funny, young. Yeah? Well, Eddie, Eddie has a funny nose. <laughs> now if I can just work on the bulb here on the end. Yeah. But look, it isn't the same color as the rest of you. I'll take care of that. Go into Marjorie's room and bring me her pancake makeup. Okay. You want some light makeup, too? No, Leroy, the rip isn't that big. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I better... Flatten the bridge a little bit. Yeah. Yes, Marjorie? Judge Hooker is here to see you. Yeah, old goat, what does he want? Hello, Gilday. Yeah, come on, Judge. I'll show him what a real makeup artist can do. I was in the neighborhood, Gilday, and I... Well, look at the nose. Yeah? You like it, Judge? Why the disguise, Gilday? Trying to capture another detective? Now, <laughs> <laughs> Judge... Curiosity killed the cat. (laughs) And the same thing could happen to an old goat. I'm not at all curious. What are you going to do with the rest of the clay? Well, I'm going to make it into a big, long nose for you, Judge, so you can really stick it into other people's business. Now, Gilda. (laughs) Hand me that mustache. You mean this big, fuzzy one? Mm -hmm. My, it's a beauty. Hand it to me, Judge. Don't try it on your head. It's not a toupee. I know it, Gilda. Let's see now. Well, boy, George, I look pretty good. I think I'll wear my old straw fishing hat and go down and test my disguise on Peavy. Oh, going down to Peavy? You bet. (laughs) If he doesn't recognize me, nobody will. (laughs) And wait till I try this dialect on him, Judge. Hello, I am new fella in town, looking for honest work. (laughs) What do you think of that, Judge? Peavy's Pharmacy, Mr. Peavy speaking. Oh, hello, Judge. How's that? 
He is? <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve's quite a fellow. Very well, Judge. I'll pretend I don't know who he is. Goodbye. Well, look who's here. Hello. Well, hello, stranger. What can I do for you? Well, I am New Fallen in this town. Now, you see that. How's everything in the old country? Old country? Please, I am a citizen. 100% American. You don't say. I am looking for honest work. Well, there isn't much doing around Summerfield now. Of course, in the fall, we have a brisk tomato picking season. Uh, tomato picking? You look like a good tomato picker. Oh. <laughs> Please, I am gardener by trade. Maybe you give me a job taking care of your garden, eh? Well, Mrs. Peavy takes care of our garden. I work cheap. One dollar, one hour. I only pay Mrs. Peavy 50 cents a week. That wouldn't even keep me in cigars. How's that? Yes. I think I'll have some cigars. Very well. Yeah. Two El Lobos. The El Lobos, you say? Da. <laughs> you carry these? Oh, yes. We have to. The local water commissioner smokes them. Oh? Well, what is good enough for the water commissioner is good enough for me. I think so. <laughs> I hear about this water commissioner. People tell me he's a very big man in this town. Well, he's a big man, all right. They say he's a very popular city official. Well, yes. Good fellow. Yes. Also, they say this water commissioner is great amateur detective. <laughs> when you say that. For your information, PBI, I'm the water commissioner. You don't say. Yes. Wait till I take off my nose. Look. Well, I declare Pretty good disguise, eh, Peavy? Certainly is. I couldn't have told you from a tomato picker. <laughs> well, that's pretty close to a gardener. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, this disguise certainly fooled Peavy. Nobody at Bullard's will ever recognize me now that it's almost dark. I'll just pretend I'm working late with these flowers in the backyard. That burglar's bound to show up tonight. What are you doing? Oop. Craig. Gotta get rid of him. What are you doing? Well, I am Eddie, the gardener, taking care of the flowers. You're not Eddie. I am, too. I am, too. No, you're not. You're too fat. Oh, I know you. You're Leroy's uncle. I'm gonna tell my father. Craig, you gotta give me a break. Here's a dollar. Run along and don't tell your father I'm out here. A lousy dollar? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's two. Craig, it's time to come in the house. Craig, not a word to your father. I don't want anybody to know it's me. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what are you doing in my flower bed? Oh, my goodness. Ellen, come out here and take a look at this. Now, Mr. Bullard. Your detective is in our petunias. Really, Throckmorton? Oh, hello, Ellen. What? <laughs> are you doing in that silly costume? Well, I thought it was a disguise, but... Ross Morton, aren't you being just a little bit ridiculous? But, Ellen, I only wanted to help you. Gildersleeve, I thought I told you to drop this case. All right, I'm dropping it. I'm dropping the whole idea. I see I'm not appreciated. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, good night, Ross Morton. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Give me back my two dollars. That Bullard family. I'll walk right through their nasturtium bed. 
kicked Bullard's new stainless steel ash can right out in the street. I forgot I cut the toe out of my Oxford to look like Eddie. go home and take off this phony disguise and give these handcuffs back to Leroy. I'll never try to catch anybody again. Hey, Eddie. What? It's Harry. I'm over here behind a tree. Somebody thinks I'm Eddie. Uh, just stay in the shadows and listen. What is this? Okay, Eddie, go right ahead. I'm listening. We've got a chance to make another haul at the bullets tonight. Oh? Yeah. The paper says that Dames had more jewels shipped in. Zeke, he's the burglar. Now, get this. I'm getting. You go back over there and open the basement window like before. You got it? You bet I've got it. What? Then I got you. Uh, you're not Eddie. You're not kidding. Don't you fly her all away. I played tackle at Princeton. Oh. Where are those handcuffs? Stop kicking. Oh. Oh, I can just okay, get... Okay, you asked for this. Oh. I'm getting out of here. You won't get far. I've got the handcuffs on you. Oh, one of them is on me. Boys, come quick. I've caught the burglar. I mean, we've caught each other. Anyway, I've solved the case. <laughs> Thank you, Sergeant. Well, hello, Mr. Gildas, please. What are you doing here? I thought you might like some cigars. Oh, well, that's very nice of you, Peavy. But you didn't have to bring me a whole box. Yeah, you might be here in jail for quite a while. Leroy hasn't found the handcuff keys yet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Care for a cigar, Harry? Ah, uh, uh, yourself. Good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. Helen Knickerbocker by Miss Martha Scott. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White with music by Jack Wheaton. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. This is John Wall saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.